Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Today is going to be a little bit different. I've had a vision since I started this to be able to sit in this room with someone else. So we get to do that today. Today we're going to have a conversation about resilient discipleship, especially in uh, reaching young people for Christ. Uh, this is Scott Connor. He is an Awana missionary and has become a good friend of mine. And if you are about to turn the video off because you don't use Awana, let me tell you, don't do that. Uh, this is for those who are in Awana, but if you don't use Awana, this is just for people who work with young people and we want to be an encouragement to you so make sure you stick around for the conversation all right well welcome back uh, we're gonna do something a little bit different today usually the host would be the one doing the interview, but Scott really kind of had a, a heart to just have a conversation with me. And so I'm going to turn it over to you, Scott, and let you kind of lead the conversation today. Yeah, well, thank you, Pastor. Appreciate the opportunity just to sit down with you and, you know, the relationship we've had over what, a couple couple of years now. It's been a couple of years yeah. now, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've I've just enjoyed to, to talk with you and to hear your ministry here um, in Howard City and... You know, unique in a lot of ways as it relates to uh, discipleship. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked a lot about that and like to just continue to, to discuss that in, in, a, in a maybe a conversation around child discipleship, mm -hmm. right? And as you know, you've read the book and you've reviewed, yeah. you know, Resilient Child Discipleship and the Fearless Future of the Church that I want yeah, to put out. I'll just jump in here. Yeah, if, if, if you're. Haven't seen it. There is a review on the channel. I'll put it down in the description as well as probably tack the video on to the end as well. You'll see it there. So if you haven't seen that review, I encourage you to do that. Great book. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, and uh, that conversation comes out of a conversation of, hey, are we are we adequately preparing the children today who will be the future leaders of the church mm -hmm. of tomorrow? Are we doing an adequate job? You know, and so that discussion really started before COVID. Yeah. And now we have COVID a part of this conversation and how does that really play out? Um, you know, I'm finding what I see you know, in the field uh, with Awana is a hesitancy to move forward mm -hmm. because of COVID and unique what some of the things that you guys have talked about. I just want to hear a little bit about what your leadership has talked about related to doing, doing Awana specifically, but continuing sure. ministry. Well, I guess I, I'll say this. Um, I think you kind of know this, Scott, but I'll, I'll kind of um, just put a disclaimer in there from the standpoint that I am not super actively involved in Awana. I do get the privilege to teach once a month, but as far as what the leaders are doing, they're, they're running with that. I don't get involved in the day-to-day -day stuff. So what I'm saying right now is credit to them for sure. And I've been really pleased as a pastor to see their heart. Uh, they were, they were, their hearts ached last year when they just kind of had to shut down. These kids were gone. There was no goodbyes, no nothing. And, uh, and so that was hard and they've really responded to that. And, and the attitude this year is we're going to we're going to do a wanna one way or another. They're already thinking, okay, what if we do have to go back online? We're working through uh, the goal would be that that if we're meeting now and then by next week we can't that we can just kind of flip a switch and, and go online so I'm I'm helping them or will be helping them through that but I've been really appreciated just they've made a lot of changes uh, to try to do things safely there's uh, they're trying to put the kids in groups and let those groups move around there's not going to be a lot of interaction with with the, the larger group 
And it's going to be a lot harder for them, for the leaders, but they're just very determined that if they reach one kid, it's worth it. So, mm, Yeah, I love that. So kind of taking what the school's doing a little bit, right, and how they're doing some of the social distancing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've heard of that, you know, following the class around. Yeah. And you, you, you know, you don't intermingle a lot with other students. So some of those things you're practically thinking through um, in, doing in-person club. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and you mentioned that, Scott. And even just to say, I appreciate my leaders thinking uh, because we use Zoom for a lot here, just our prayer meetings and different things. When we're doing stuff online, we use Zoom. And so that's easy for us. But they have commented that they they're waiting to see what our students will be using in school. And if we can jump on that platform just to make it easier for the students and for the kids. And so I appreciate that foresight to kind of if not, not, not that, that we're following the schools, but they're using that as a help to make it easier for the kids. Have to be very intentional and adaptive. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, change on the fly. Exactly. With doing this, yep. and and I, you know, I sense that as we're as we're talking to churches that are thinking through the fall and doing, oh, you know, specifically Awana, but children's ministry as a whole, uh, there's a there's a sense that it's easier to. To take the year off, mm-hmm. right? With hopes we were of tempted. Back. Were you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you kind of walk away from that, and and everything dials back. I think everybody has been there. Um, you know, our Sundays are very active, and then all of a sudden, I was getting up, didn't even have to leave my house, and I could preach just one sermon Sunday morning, and then just spend the rest of the time with my family. And and uh, even once we started coming back, our people who were very busy said, man, it's it's nice to be back without all these other ministries and busyness. We can come to church and just worship. And so we really started reevaluating everything, right? And Awana was there. Our, our, our Wednesday night ministry was there. And, and I asked our, our director, I said, is it worth it to you to, to maybe take the year off? And they said no. And I was pleased with that because they're putting in a lot of work. But uh, they said no, they couldn't. He, he really couldn't get past that idea of what if there's a kid we need to reach this year. That's awesome. And and I think the, 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 the key phrase you said there, it's going to take a lot of work. Yes. Right. Yes. And being in there for that work, why for that one child mm-hmm. that you talked about, you know, is the gospel, is the gospel enough? Is it enough to do the work? And it should be. Yeah. And I think that's a challenge for our churches to think through mm-hmm. as they think about the fall and even following years because this probably isn't going to go away no uh, we're probably seeing a new normal we've kind of talked about yeah that. i i don't i just think so uh, you guys watching I, I know there's a lot of opinions out there i know there's a lot of political opinions i don't mean this to be political at all what i see as a pastor is i see that satan has got a foothold in our in our nation because of this i really believe and so mm-hmm. i COVID might kind of go away, but just this unrest and, and everything we're dealing with, I, I think our, our country looks different from here on out. And so we have to adapt to be able to be effective ministers of the gospel. Yeah. And that adapting looks somewhat kind of what you've already been doing, a, a, a form of in-person and online, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Being, being ready for that. You know, I know with Awana, we've talked about having different options ready to go, mm-hmm. to be, be ready for those moments where school shut down again, yeah. right? And hey, we've got to go back into not falling into what we fell into in the spring, right? right? Where it was like, what do we do? Uh, we don't know what to do, so right. we're not doing anything, right? So have you guys thought through if if you were to move into a situation like that or have you thought through how, to, how that would look like? Yeah, again, this is credit to the leaders, to our, our leadership, but 
Um, I, I've had conversations with them asking me even just for help, because obviously with this, me moving into YouTube, um, I have the ability to be able to help with some of the videos and they want to start working that way. Their goal and their desire is that if, if we were to have to shut down, like immediately, we wouldn't miss a Wednesday. And uh, I'm not sure that we're there yet, but that's their goal. <laughs> their goal is that we, we can work to that, uh, and then just working through how we can keep the leaders engaged with the same kids through that time. Uh, so we're really working hard to be thinking ahead that way. We've, we've done a lot of that even in our church. We found the Lord has opened some doors. Um, we will always now probably Zoom our prayer meetings. We meet in person, but we also have Zoom going, and we have people joining us that way. And so we've, we've really... The Lord has forced us to be adaptive in a lot of ways, and I think this is just an overflow into that. And instead of being put behind the eight ball, like I think we felt like we were in the spring, we want to be ahead of it and uh, and just keep going. Good. Now you've we, again we've talked a lot about that discipleship, and you've kind of been instilling a new uh, not a not a new but a very intentional discipleship mm-hmm. program here. Um, you know, we we talked about you know, the concept of leaders in the, the Awana setting mm-hmm. and that it's more than coming and listening to a verse, right. you know, and that there's, there's the, the idea of a, a loving, caring adult. Yes. How does that play out in your church as a whole? Cause this isn't j- just children's ministry. You're, you're thinking this through, but you're throughout your ministry, you have this concept of intentional discipleship. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and I could talk far more time than we have right now. But um, the Lord really just began to impress on my heart several years ago that just to really rethink church biblically, right? See what see what God's word said about it, and I began to see this model of discipleship. And the Lord has brought us across some other churches, some other relationships that have been a real help. Um, but I guess let's kind of answer it in a way this way, too. We tie it back to the the Resilient book. And in that review, I, I talked about, uh, I really appreciate this this idea that uh, Valerie Bell has about thinking about 2050, right? I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a three-year-old. So that really rings true to me. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as a parent, yeah. that just to think about what they might live in, that breaks my heart. And uh, really, she talked about a couple things that, that I talked about in, in my review, but just uh, one of them is preparing the, ch- the kids and then kind of launching them out into that world. And then the other is recruiting, um, recruiting leaders. And I guess I think any pastor would, would think about this struggle. Two things that I kind of uh, talk about in that book that number one, we shouldn't be launching our kids out anyways. If we're truly discipling, discipling lasts for a lifetime. Right. Great Commission says that we are to um, teach them everything God has commanded. Well, I'm never going to do everything God's <laughs> commanded, so I need somebody to teach me for life, right? And our kids are the same way. So I love that idea. I'm not putting that down anyway. I love that idea of being intentionally preparing our kids, but it's also then continuing to intentionally walk with them life on life. Uh, and then when it comes to the leadership, again, this uh, as we see discipleship, uh, every person in church should be taught, right? The fa- there should be a family tree. Um, when when you received Christ, the, the, as, as scripture calls it out, person who led you to Christ really should have been the one who who started to teach you right you have that that spiritual um a spiritual father right and then as you lead someone to Christ you start to disciple them and so there's a spiritual family tree and uh, and a lot of churches ours was one of them we didn't have any family tree 
There was mm-hmm. no, I mean, right. there was brotherly love, but there was no real intentional investment to help each other grow. And so we've tried, we've, we've started to adopt those relationships in our church and, and that's growing. And then through that as well, as somebody comes to know Christ, our people know if they lead somebody to Christ, they're going to be expected then to walk with them and teach them. And so it starts at the top to answer your question. We're, we're, we're teaching that from the top. And as, and as people grow into mature Christians, this idea of service is natural. So to have people who want to serve in Awana or other youth programs or, or anything in your church, rather than trying to recruit them to work, let's take the time and, and teach them to be mature Christians. And the natural thing will be, hey, I want to teach other people. I want to be a leader. I want to pour into these kids. And I'm seeing that in our leaders as they have this very intentional, hey, let's go get these kids. Um, it's not just about saying verses. I've had some leaders say to me, Pastor, I just, I had a burden for my kids. And for the last couple of Wednesdays, I haven't even gone over the lesson. I've just been talking about what's going on in their life. And we've seen kids come to know Christ through that. We've seen relationships built. So uh, it really is, is a matter of walking through them life on life. It's more than just teaching a lesson. It's more than just hearing their verses. But again, it has to start at the top, right? And so we have to have that vision and that heart all the way down through. Yeah, that's great. And I think if we have, you know, listeners out there that I think they would they would look back, look back at their childhood and their teen years and their young adult, there are probably people other than their parents mm-hmm. that really have come along and helped shape them to who they are today, right? Yeah. And that that loving, caring adult is, is so important in the life of a child as we're as we're looking to to make resilient, you know, child disciples yes. for the future fearless future of the church and to prepare them to have that spine and heart. Right? right, to to live and to to love, but yet to be able to stand in the culture in the face of adversity. Because I tell you, what, we're, we're going to be marginalized. <laughs> They're going to need a a, yeah. a a big spine and a huge Correct. heart, Correct. a huge courage, and that comes from the word. But if we're not intentionally right teaching them, I, I remember uh, one of the, I think what struck me the most about resilient. I, if you're looking at me, I keep looking down there. He's got a copy laying down there, <laughs> so I keep pointing down there. But. Uh, 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 I think it was right in the beginning, Valerie Bell starts out with this kind of letter to the kids and saying, hey, we've given you a good time in church, but did we give you something that lasted when you left? And that, that really, that grips me, right? Because we, we're going to, if we're going to invest the time, let's invest something that's eternity. And I, again, I think about my kids and I think how much worse it's going to be for them right? Mm. But the mm. Lord knows we need to just get them grounded now, very intentionally. We redeeming the time. We can't fool around because the days are evil. Well, and, and you, you look at where we've come. I mean, this book was written, you know, a year or two ago and that's a different world. Yeah. Six months. Right. Well, and, and I've talked to people about that on, uh, when we've talked about this idea of 2050, 2050, are you kidding We're me? We're, <laughs> We're in 2050, <laughs> what we would have guessed, right? Oh yeah. 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 So there's definitely challenges that we, you know, we face, but you know, I believe, you know, God is more than able to yeah. do an incredible work if, yeah. we're, if we're willing. And I think right. that comes back to, you know, it's going to take work to, to do discipleship. Effective discipleship takes work, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you've seen that. Yes. You invested. Right. Right. The thing with discipleship, if, if you're just watching and think, oh, yeah, that's that's great, is you got to know that it's it, you don't see the fruit right away. You've just got to keep keep going. And, uh, it's, it's more a, than a program. It is. And you said program, and I didn't stop you, but I hate that word because it's not. It's a lifestyle. We call it life on life for life, right? It's it's more than a program. 
uh, we do provide some curriculum and things for our people to help them, but really it's a change of heart and a change of mind about how we're going to interact as a church. So even with even with Awana, think about that. That's a curriculum providing, right? Right. But but it's bigger. It's a bit bigger conversation about discipleship exactly. and relation, relational right. discipleship. Right. Yeah. The 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 curriculum alone, whether it's the stuff we use for our adults or Awana, that's yes. God's word never returns void, and so there's right. going to be some fruit there. But it's it really alone is is not going to accomplish what you want it to accomplish. On the other hand, if you if you have to throw that out a night or two just to invest in those kids and and hear what they're going through and share the love of Christ with them. That's probably more valuable. Yeah. So if you're talking to now, you guys are not three, four, five hundred no. member congregation. No. Right. If you were to talk to a, another church out there that might be seventy-five to two hundred, two fifty, what what would you what would you share with them as it relates? Because it's hard, you know, church ministry. It's it's mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough work. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And in the small church, it's even more. Yeah. It seems like you know. So uh, when you're thinking about you know, churches that are struggling to make, they kind of come back to Sunday, right? Yeah. And, and but what you guys are doing is not necessarily a Sunday. No. Thing. No. Uh, well, well, it is. When, when we, I'll say, maybe I've shared this with you, but, but for our, our viewers, uh, when this whole shutdown happened for us, um, one of the guys in church was kind of laughing. He he had come into church for a minute, and he says, Pastor, I'm going to blame you for this because you've been telling us that the church isn't just a building on Sundays. And uh, and it was just really fun to watch our people operate outside of that. Mm-hmm. We were forced to operate outside of that. And as I talked to other friends of mine who are working towards the same disciple-making culture, it was amazing just to hear. The fruit just kept going because we have this mindset that it's about our people it's not we we need Sundays, yes, and but uh, it's not just about Sundays, um, and I think that's where it's so hard for people because whether it's it's investing in our young people. I remember you, you talked about um, caring and loving adults in your life. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents uh, trained me, raised me to live as a, as a godly young man. Uh, my dad led me to the Lord, uh, so I had a great influence. But I also had other great influences, and I had a you know a Sunday school teacher, and uh, there are se- that he I mean I was young then, but he just loved us boys, you know, yeah. and uh, we would go over to his house on Saturdays, and it wasn't just a Sunday, even that Sunday school class was not just a Sunday thing, and there are several people, several young men now or men in the ministry, uh, because I believe partly because of mm. of his influence, right? So it's more than just Sundays. Um, so really it's, it's hard because as Christians, we have gotten so wired in the American church. We show up for church on Sunday morning, Mm. we sit in the pew, we put our time in, and then maybe, maybe if we're really going above and beyond, we'll come in on Wednesday night and we'll work with our young people with Awana or whatever we're doing. And then we go home instead of recognizing what we see all through the new Testament that our outside of church that stuff is not our priority really i mean it's people don't think about it but really our careers our our families need to be a priority yes but just the always doing making our kids happy and doing sports and all that stuff none of that stuff is a priority the priority is the gospel priority is making disciples and so uh, we've had to kind of re reorganize our priorities Uh, i had an illustration i can't remember where it was now, so I can't give real credit, but it really hit me. Uh, if you were investing money and you knew that this company was going down, would you invest money in that? Or would you invest money in a company that you know was was taken off? Right. 
Well, but we do that all the time. Bible says the world mm. is passing away and the lust thereof. And what do we do? We, we take our priorities and we shift them to the world. So all of those things, whatever it is, the trophies, the, the good job, the money, whatever it is, that's, you're, you're investing in a losing company. Right. It's going down. Yet the Bible clearly says if we make disciples and we invest in eternal things, we'll have eternal rewards. Hmm. And so it's just really getting serious about God and realizing uh, God doesn't expect me just to live my life, but he, it's clearly all through the New Testament. Every Christian is to be teaching another Christian. Yeah, and COVID in some ways may may actually be a, a great not tool, but a, a place to reevaluate yeah. as, as parents. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about myself here, right? To reevaluate, you know, where are our priorities? Mm-hmm. What are we investing in? When yep. I'm talking about my own kids, mm-hmm. right? But then you're t- you, for you and your church, you know, I, I think you've mentioned you, you guys have really evaluated things, whether yeah. it's a want or any mm-hmm. part of your ministry, uh, because of COVID, yeah. it really kind of made you reevaluate things. Right. I think for us, it was a reset button. Right. Because right? everything just stopped, basically, other than I was live streaming with some daily encouragement on Facebook, and then we'd live stream one one service. I mean, we're still a traditional Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night church, you know. So that really dialed things back. There was no um, midweek services. You know, we would do prayer meeting on Zoom, but it, it, well, I didn't even have a devotional. It was literally we just meet on Zoom share some requests. It was a good time of fellowship because we hadn't seen each other, you know, (laughs) and then we'd pray and that was it. So it was really dialed back and really simple. And then when we started coming back to church, we did the same thing. We didn't have anything else through the week. We didn't even sing. We just literally, you you come into church and I'd give a couple announcements, I'd preach and we'd go home. Um, But there was just almost a freshness to that because there, you could enjoy the service. You could worship the Lord. You could be fed and you didn't feel like you we're being pulled in a bunch of directions. So it really forced us to say, okay, you know, we felt like we had been doing a good job of pairing out programs that were not needed, you know, cutting them out. But, but then you're like, Oh, maybe we are a lot busier than we need. And so we're still evaluating. It really was a good reset for us. And even success is reevaluated. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. right. So yep. whether they're coming in or they're, they're watching online, mm-hmm. that's all a different, you know, it's right. It's evaluated. So I know like, I've been hearing this too. Um, when you think about discipleship and especially child discipleship, and you think about your WANA program, I say program, look <laughs> at that. Your WANA club, you know, the ministry that you have to disciple the kids. Um, is it worth it for five children? So say, say you guys are going to start in September, right? Sometime mm-hmm. you have five kids that are a part of your ministry, mm-hmm. you know, would you say that that is effective ministry? Absolutely. And it's it's funny you ask that because we don't have a large Iwana program or club. You know, yeah, We don't have yeah. a lot of kids. Um, we're gaining some because we have a lot of little church kids that are growing up and now and now moving into that. We could have a, a lot. We have a van. We don't run our van. Um, if we really wanted to, I think we could just get a whole ton of kids in here. But our philosophy is, again, discipleship. So do I want a lot of kids that I can sort of reach or do I want, even if it's five kids and then now I can just pour into these kids, right? Yeah. And, and give them quality. So we just take the, the position, God's going to bring us who he wants us to have. Not that we're not promoting, but we don't d- get discouraged. There's nights we have five, three kids sometimes. It just depends. We don't, we don't know, you know, it, but you just realize God has given me these five kids 
or whatever it is, and, and I'm going to reach them. And, and again, I, I said, but the response that I was getting from from my leaders when we said, hey, let's reevaluate was what I'm struggling with is if there's one kid, right? So if there's one kid, if it's your kid, right? right. I have yeah. I have a, I have two kids in Iwana. If is it worth it for my kid? If you said no, that would be offensive to me, right? <laughs> exactly. Because my kid's worth right. it. Definitely. Yeah. And so so are other people's kids. Yeah, I had I had a missionary friend of mine uh, share this with me recently, and I want to share with you guys. You know, do what you can, mm-hmm. when you can, with whom you can. Why? Because you can. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we move into this COVID, you know, world that we're the, the new normal. Yeah. I think that's something we really need to remember. Right. That you know. Uh, okay, God, give me, you know, whoever, whomever you're going to give yeah. me and we're going to do whatever we can do. Right. Because it's what we ought to do. Yeah. And, and uh, so that's an, a good encouragement for us as we think about, you know, ministry moving forward. In, yeah, any in, ministry. In, yeah, right? really. I mean, that's right. exactly oh, yeah. why I started doing YouTube was because I realized it was something God had given me an open door. Well, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's go for because it. Because I think there has been a mindset Oh man, you know we only had so number, some certain number of kids this week. And mm-hmm. Should we should we be doing this? Could be something else right. we could do, and maybe that's we need rethink that. You yeah. know what success really is. Right. Well, we I've been I've been very much challenged with that, and I would I would challenge any any pastor to go to Ephesians four. I see Ephesians mm-hmm. four as a church growth model, and and nowhere in there is is number. Do you see numbers? It's all about the investment in people. Right, me training the people to do the work of the ministry, and then them walking alongside of and teaching, speaking the truth and love, you know, and and growing the church. It says in there that the church grows according to each joint doing right. its part, right. not necessarily the pastor. Yeah, right, right. And so, if I'm training and equipping, then we then we just we just let God do His work through His people. And uh, yeah, didn't Jesus model that for us? Yeah, absolutely. With, with the disciples, and and what did the disciples experience after Jesus left? Oh yeah, exactly. It, but, but and that's three, that spine and heart, right? right? For three years he invested, <laughs> exactly. and then and we we've been working through Acts, and and I've been pointing out the failures of Peter, right? And so uh, you want to talk about the heartaches of discipleship, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and did did Jesus see all the fruit? Well, of course he was Jesus, right? He knew, but. From a from an earthly standpoint, Jesus invested in in just a few so they could go, and they were just people. Yeah, nothing special, right? Right. Uh, the disciples. I mean, I kind of question, you know, God, what or Jesus, why, why did yeah. you choose them? You know, like and the way they questioned him, and you know, argued at times. You know, uh, the children come to Jesus, and and he and the disciples are like, go away, children. Yeah. And Jesus spins it, and and he teaches oftentimes in this way, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is such as the kingdom right. of heaven. This is, this is the ministry here. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, do not forbid them, right? Right. And uh, I I just love that, that example. And as we look at church ministry and child discipleship, that's right where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, um, I think. I've been burdened and in, in, in our church is just as we even think about, I've, and I've heard people in my church now uh, through COVID say, I really think we just need to, not that we're going to at all push aside the adults, but it's that even in their minds now, even if they're not necessarily people who, who are working with children, grandparents, and you know, they're saying, man, the world is going to get worse. We really need to double down on our kids. So they're prepared because they're going to need to have that spine and heart to stand for the Lord. And wisdom, yeah. because as we know now, right, we had a conversation at lunch, just even how our church is handling the different 
um, things that are going on with the government and COVID, there's a lot of wisdom needed even just to know how it is we should react through Scripture. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, I appreciate this time. I don't know if you have anything else to share, but, you know, it's just been great to sit with you here and to talk about ministry and keep praying for your church here and... You know, uh, any any last words as you are, you know, thinking. You know, I I want you to have the last word, pastors. Yeah. No, I I don't really have anything. I've appreciated uh, appreciated our conversations. It's great to be able to do this. I hope that this is a benefit to you guys. Um, it's I don't often really feel like I have much to offer, but uh, appreciate an opportunity just to share what God is teaching us because we've seen the fruit of it. And so we're glad that you took the time to watch. I know this is a little bit longer video than what I usually do, but I trust that it's been a benefit to you. If you did enjoy this video, please make sure that you hit the like button. If you're brand new to this channel, I'm going to assume that there's probably going to be some people that maybe through Awana will we'll catch a hold of this. Uh, I will often, I share videos once a week and uh, every other week I do Bible studies and then I just share some things that are on my heart. Really my goal for this channel is to uh, share hope, give some hope yeah. to people. and then, Do we need it? And then, We do need hope, <laughs> and so just to share some hope with people and uh, help people take that next step of growth in their Christian life. And so if that's something you're looking for, hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you uh, hit the bell because then you'll know every time I upload. But uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for watching. We'll Bye. see you next time.